We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to the DFS Podcast Friday edition for tonight's Major League Baseball games. Hi there, baseball fans. I'm Paul Bruno, and I'm joined, as usual, by John McKechnie. We're coming at you today with our best recommendations for your FanDuel rosters for Friday's games. John, any observations on our hot MLB topic or two? Other subjects you want to address? Well, we only got... uh Beyond today, we got one more show before the trade deadline, and things seem to be starting to heat up. I mean, we've had a lot of pitchers that struggled in the first half that have really come out strong uh, to start the second half and have made themselves uh, really kind of attractive, uh, tradable pieces uh, over the last week. you got a guy like Chris Archer who's, who uh, struck out 11 guys at Coors the other day, which is extremely impressive, got the win there. Uh, we got a guy like Andrew Kashner who, you know, went toe-to-toe with Wayno last night. Very impressive. And he kind of just flat-out told reporters after the game, yeah, I'm going to get traded. So uh, I don't think it's a secret that, that he's definitely in play. And then on the, on the other side of the coin, uh, you got a guy like Sonny Gray who's very tough to, to evaluate, I think, as John Morosi pointed out last night, because... He's got a 5.49 ERA right now, and that's very unsunny gray. Like we're used to seeing a guy uh, who's in the top five in ERA in the American League. Uh, so, and he, I assume he has a favorable contract. I haven't looked at the numbers yet in terms of control and all and all that. So, I mean, that's a tough piece to move right now because his numbers this year are such that you wouldn't give up a good prospect for him. But when you look at the whole picture, obviously Sonny Gray is worth a lot. So it'll be interesting to see how that how the GMs kind of parse that out over the next week, week and a half. 
what do you think about the, the hitters and, and who's on the market with that? Well, in addition to the guys you mentioned, I'm kind of surprised locally we're hearing news about CC Sabathia linked to the Blue Jays, and, and that really? would be something to see some two Eastern Division teams make a trade with such a high-profile player involved, although Sabathia is kind of at the end of the line in terms of his career. He's had a great bounce back this season. Chris Archer's name is another one that's in the news with Tampa. Uh, I can't see them dealing him with us unless they get a King's Ransom in return. But some of the bats that they're talking about are include a guy that I'm going to spend a little time talking about later today, and that's Jonathan Lucroy uh, with the Brewers. Uh, again, I find it kind of hard to figure out why he would be uh, dealable in that situation. Maybe they're, they're thinking they can get some uh, prospects to reload, I suppose. And then Carlos Gonzalez is another big bopper whose name is in play among the hitters. So there's a, a number of high-profile players in play and it should be a pretty exciting next week or so to see which if any of them are moved and where they wind up uh, as teams load up there are some great pennant races shaping up so the bidding war should ensue and uh, I think that there should be a lot of talent going uh, both ways in a lot of deals uh, in the next few uh, few days John so with that I agree and I'm especially Sorry, I'm especially ahead. interested to see how the pitching market shakes out because it really doesn't feel like there's a there's that top-end David Price type guy out there. But like you said, there's just a lot of teams that need one more guy, uh, whether it's a, a batter or a pitcher, really. So it'll be really, uh, I think this is going to be kind of a, a crazy deadline. It's going to be really interesting to see how the market is set, especially after the Pomeranz deal where uh, they had to give up one of their, uh, arguably their best pitching prospects. So... Uh, yeah, it's going to be a good next week and a half. Yeah. With that, let's go through the matchups with a quick preview of tonight's project projected starters. We have 30, ga 30 teams all in play this evening. No afternoon uh, games that we won't, uh, won't be looking at. So uh, let's go through the read, John. All right, starting us off in the nation's capital, we're going to have Washington and Tanner Roark facing San Diego's uh, Luis Perdomo. Uh, that's a 7.05 start Eastern time. Then we're going to have the Battle of the Keystone State at PNC Park. We're going to have Garrett Cole. Uh, carrying his 3.11 ERA uh, into the game, going against Zach Eflin. Uh, that's a 7.05 start. Then moving uh, down to Baltimore, we're going to have Dylan Bundy making his second career start against the Red Hot Cleveland Indians with Trevor Bauer going on the hill. Uh, that's a 7.05 start. Then heading up to Yankee Stadium, we're going to have a little bit of interleague action. We're going to have Madison Bumgarner. Uh, with his 2-1-2 ERA, one of the best lefties in the game, going against uh, Masahiro Tanaka in the Yankees. That's a, that's a 7-5 start. Then we're going to go up to your neck of the woods. We're going to have Marco Estrada and the Blue Jays uh, carrying his 2-9-3 ERA into the game, going against one of the hardest-thrown lefties in the game right now, James Paxton. Uh, that's a 7-0-7 start. And uh, continuing with the log, we have the Mets and Logan Barrett, three and six mark with a 4.21 ERA in Miami against Adam Conley with a 6.5 record and a 3.61 ERA. That's a 7.10 start. Minnesota goes back to Boston. They started this series last night. Kyle Gibson and two and two and six mark with a 5.12 ERA against Eduardo Rodriguez a two and three record with a 7.18 ERA. Both of, those are both high ERAs. In a game that should produce a lot of runs, I think, at 7-10 tonight. Arizona brings Archie Bradley out to the mound, a 3-5 record of 4.37 ERA into Cincinnati. And Dan Straley, a pitcher that I really like despite his record at 4-6 and 4.07 ERA with a 7-10 start there. Detroit and rookie sensation Michael Fulmer, 9-2 with a 2.13 ERA into Chicago to face the White Sox. Jacob Turner, 0-1 with an 18 ERA. That's obviously in limited appearances at 8-10 start. And... Uh, the Angels uh, with Matt Shoemaker, 5-9 record, a 4.08 ERA, into Houston tonight against Lance McCullers, 
a power pitcher too, a 4-4 ERA, a 4-4 record on a 3.61 ERA, sorry, at an 8-10 start. Then moving on to the later portion of the evening, we're going to have the Cubs coming up uh, to Milwaukee. Uh, we're going to have Jason Hamill going for the Cubbies, going against uh, Jimmy Nelson. Uh, that's an 8-10 start. Then we're going to have uh, a rematch of the uh, – that wasn't a playoff rematch. We're going to have Texas's U Darvish going against Kansas City's Danny Duffy, another hard-throwing lefty. That's an 8-15 start. Then we're going to have the Dodgers with Brandon McCarthy, who's looked very sharp since coming back from Tommy John surgery. He's got a 1.69 ERA and two starts. Going against St. Louis and Michael Waka, that's an 8.15 start. Then we're going to head out to the, for the Coors game. We're going to have Atlanta with Julio Tehran on the hill. Going against Colorado's John Gray, that's an 8.40 start. And then rounding us out for the night, we're going to have Tampa Bay's Jake Odorizzi on the mound going against Oakland's Sean Maniah. That's a 10.05 start Eastern. All right, John, let's get into this, beginning with our starting pitchers. Tell us who do you like and why, and I'll counter with my picks. Well, this is such an important week, Paul, for us because of the, the FanDuel uh, championship for Roto-Wire's contest that's been going on all season. We'll get into that a little bit later on. But what I've noticed just from going through these pitchers tonight and, and researching them for this show, there is so much to like in, the, in, the, in terms of the pitchers on this slate. I mean, between eight and 9,000, you got guys like Fulmer, the rookie sensation, like you mentioned. You got Tanner Roark, Danny Duffy, Garrett Cole, Trevor Bauer, Lance McCullers, Shoemaker, all in that price range. So you don't need to top out with a Madison Bumgarner, who I, even, I don't even feel comfortable with throwing him out tonight at his price tag in Yankee Stadium. That just feels a little bit iffy to me, even though he's a lefty going against a pretty left-handed uh, heavy heavy lineup. So there's just a, so many. It was very difficult for me, uh, to put it simply, to, to really uh, land on one specific pitcher uh, for tonight. But I'm actually going to go with Tanner Roark of the Nationals. Uh, they're, they're a very heavy favored team tonight going against the Padres. He's only 8,700. Um, so I think he stood out to me because he's got that win probability, and that's something that, that's kind of gotten me through a lot of uh, slates this season is targeting the Padres. I think you and I have both landed on pitchers that are, go that are facing the Friars several times uh, this season. So they're like minus 211 favorites. That's pretty serious, at, and he's pitching at home. Roark, he doesn't get the notoriety of a Scherzer or a Strasburg, but uh, he's just been incredibly solid this year. Uh, in his role. He's gone seven innings in five straight starts and in six of his last seven, uh, and he's picked up five wins in that span. He's not uh, like a gaudy strikeout guy. He's not going to rack up the Ks necessarily, but that might uh, come, you know, that might change a little bit tonight because the Padres actually strike out the second most of any team in the majors uh, on the road. They're, they're only behind the Brewers in that regard. They strike out 25.4% of the time on the road. So I think Roark is going to get the run support that he needs. He's going to get more Ks than you're used to seeing, and he's at home. He's going to go deep into the game, get the win. So I really like Roark at 8,700. Well, I, I agree wholeheartedly with the statement you came up with in terms of the, the number of pitchers in that 8,000 to 9,000 range that are good value plays tonight. But I couldn't ignore you, Darvish. I paid up a little bit more to get him. He's just outside the range that you mentioned at 9,100 bucks. Darvish has made only four starts in his 2016 comeback season after missing the entire 2015 campaign. What have we seen out of him so far? Uh, how about 28 strikeouts and only one homer allowed? 
and 14 hits in 20 innings pitch. He's had a little bit of trouble with the walks, which is in line with what his career norms are all about there. But all these numbers are in line with the, the first three years where, of his career where he, he dominated all comers with uh, similar numbers across the board. And tonight, I like this matchup because he gets a severely depleted Royals lineup in a pitcher's park. To me, this lines up as a night where Darvish could easily pile up some big FanDuel points as the Royals have had a little bit of trouble uh, putting up some uh, runs and, and hits. Uh, they're really struggling right now. The defending champs are in trouble, and Darvish has a chance for some easy pickings and maybe to run up a nice, uh, nice total in the FanDuel play. John, we've been really fortunate to have a really strong partnership with FanDuel all season long. We remind our, our, our listeners that the MLB season is here, and that means daily fantasy baseball is back in a big way. Go to FanDuel.com where building a team is easy. Just pick your players, stay under the salary cap, and sit back tonight and watch your team win. As you mentioned, it's a big night in, in FanDuel, uh, the FanDuel season. Entry fees start just $1. Anyone can play. Uh, I'm excited about this night, John, and we have to, we can give ourselves a collective pat on the back for our performance in the staff free roll. We've both finished in, well into the top half, in fact, in the top third of, of the standings in our in-house competition, and that's afforded us some, some extra plays in tonight's contest, which I hope to capitalize on. I don't want to give up all my secrets, but uh, <laughs> certainly the wide range of pitchers that's available is going to make it an interesting uh, landscape, and I'm looking forward to seeing what your lineup eventually looks like, as well as some of our other pals, but uh, it's a big night across the fan duel, and uh, I wonder how it's going to wind up, but looking forward to tuning in and having the computer up all night long. Oh, yeah. I mean, tonight's just going to be a wild slate, and I feel like usually in our contests, we'll only have... We don't have a ton of variability in terms of who our pitchers are. I feel like, you know, like it'll be 30% one guy, and then it just, uh, you know, you get another guy at 25% and so on and so forth. Uh, but tonight, I mean, I feel like everyone's going to kind of be in their own little pack. I think that, you know, you're only going to get four or five guys owning the same pitcher. So uh, with that, you know, the lineup's construction could look very different. So I'm very excited for, for that championship tonight. And just to reiterate that championship, so FanDuel, in partnership with Rotowire, has created the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Championship where FanDuel and Rotowire are offering an exclusive series of 14 weekly contests for Rotowire readers, culminating the final, which is tonight, uh, July 22nd, which awards 15,000 in free prizes, including 2,000 for first place. Yeah, that's pretty good money for, for uh, fantasy baseball, uh, when particularly when I, you don't have to put any money up. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how it turns out, even in that regard. Some, some people are going to go away very happy, but it's been a lot of fun playing this game all year long, and I'm hooked. I was a season-long guy, but I'm hooked in the daily game, and FanDuel's a big reason why. So I invite uh, uh, our listeners to join over one million other users who've already won money here. It's never too late to join. Uh, Come play with me every day over at FanDuel.com. Go to FanDuel.com and click the microphone in the upper right-hand corner. Use my code RWPOD and sign up now. We have a special offer for new users. Get a free six-month Rotowire subscription with a $25 deposit. You must sign up with my promo code RWPOD. That's over $60 in value for just $25. Don't forget to use my code RWPOD. FanDuel.com, where every day is a new season. That's FanDuel.com. Sign up today. Okay, John, it's time to get into our position-by-position position picks. Who do you like behind the dish? 
I'm going to go with uh, Boston Sandy Leone tonight. Uh, he's only at 3,000. Uh, he got the night off last night uh, when the Red Sox just absolutely pummeled Minnesota into oblivion. Uh, so he should be back in tonight going against Kyle Gibson, a guy who has a 6.75 ERA on the road. Now, uh, Leone just kind of secretly has a ridiculous slash line. He hasn't played in a ton of games. He's only got 69 at-bats this year. But he's slashing 435. 473, 725 with 13 extra base hits in that span. So, I mean, he's just off to an insanely good start. And he's going to be, you know, hitting in that lineup where uh, when he's up, he's either going to have guys on in front of him, or if he gets on, he's going to have guys behind him that are going to bring him around. So you love his chances at, at, at both generating RBIs and runs tonight, as well as collecting some base hits, potentially some extra base hits, as he's been a propensity to do. And like I said, Gibson's a guy that just hasn't been able to put it together on the road, and I think he's going to be shaken up tonight, you know, facing that lineup that's about as intimidating as any in baseball. Uh, so, and another thing that I like about Leon is that he has that upside. He's not just like you're kind of hoping for your 10 points and you move on, sort of a punt play. He's actually got some serious upside. He's got four 20-plus point FanDuel games in his last 10 outings, and two of those have been 30-pointers. So that that's a lot that you can potentially get out of Leon tonight, and I think tonight's one of those times uh, where he can really come through for you. Now, uh, John, you mentioned a guy that's at $3,000. If I was to tell you you can pick one of him or Jonathan Lucroy to build a roster around, that's a no-brainer in my estimation. Jonathan <laughs> Lucroy has, and not to d diminish anything that you said about, about your guy, he's made a fine start with his sample size, but Lucroy has quickly elevated himself to one of the top guys at the catcher position in recent years, and he's the subject of many trade rumors that we pointed out already. Uh, he's put together yet another season that hasn't rated among the top op offensive producers at the catcher position, and for 3000 bucks tonight on the board, he looks like a bargain, particularly when I know that he's collected hits in each of his last nine starts, including four multi-hit efforts, and that translates to big points when you factor in two homers and nine RBIs. He's, he's looking to me like a really strong value play at the catcher position. What about your first base pick? I'm going to go with Carlos Santana of the Indians here. It's, it's an expensive one. It's 4200 but all right, I'm a realist. Saw Dylan Bundy pitch on Sunday. I liked what I saw, but I also saw a guy that's going to give up a lot of home runs as he gets acclimated to be a star. Kind of uh, how he's looking on the mound right now. So, you know, a guy like Santana, I think he's going to be able to take advantage of that. He's he's going to be able to swing early in the count because he's thrown fastball you know it started I don't think he threw a breaking ball to like the second or third inning or something it was it was very straightforward in his approach so I think the Indians know that now I think Santana's going to be a guy that jumps on that uh, so I know he's priced as high as you know Edwin Encarnacion or Goldie but uh, you know Santana crushes right-handed pitchers he's got 19 home runs against right he's a 919 OPS uh, and he gets the hit in Camden Yard so I think all those factors together I think he's going to be able to get to Bundy uh, maybe you know even if Bundy only goes four innings uh, I know the Orioles kind of have a tough back end of the bullpen, but the, the middle is relatively soft. Uh, so I think he's going to have a lot of chances to, I mean, he might have four at-bats by the end of the sixth inning. So I think Santana tonight is worth the 4200 price tag. All right, and I'm going to counter with double E. You mentioned Edward Encarnacion of the Blue Jays for 4200 bucks. 
To me, it's always good to be able to fit in the Major League's runaway RBI leader as Double E has 86 ribbies to go with his 26 home runs heading into tonight's contest. He has been a model of consistency who has elevated that level of productivity even most recently with four homers and nine RBI in the past week. Tonight he faces James Paxson. You mentioned a hard-throwing lefty who struck out only five batters in his last 18 and two-third innings, however, while giving up 25 hits in that stretch. That means a great potential for bad news against Encarnacion and his mates who have mashed lefties all year long. The Parrot could well go for another walk or two tonight uh, in this <laughs> tilt if this trend continues, and I think that it has a good shot to do so. Your second base pick, John. I'm going to go with Washington's Daniel Murphy at 3,600. Now, he's kind of like a Santana-esque play where you're not expecting a matched home run every single game, but he's about as consistent as they come in terms of DFS output right now. I mean, in his last game, eight games, he's hitting 400 with a 1.404 OPS, four home runs, five doubles. Uh, he faces, uh, you know, kind of a tin can right-hander in, in uh, Luis Perdomo tonight. I mean, I'm just not particularly confident that Perdomo is going to be able to shut down that Nationals lineup. Uh, so Murphy's OPS is well over 1,000 against right-handers. Uh, plus, you know, the way that lineup is clicking right now with a guy like Trey Turner potentially uh, leading off tonight, if Turner gets on base at all, I mean, Murphy could almost drive, him, drive Turner in on a single if, if Turner's like on second base with one out. I mean, Turner's, Turner, I think when he stole home yesterday it is like top speed was like 22 miles an hour or something that's uh that's about as fast as i've seen on from like the stack cast numbers this year so murphy's gonna have that kind of speed in front of him to where if he just puts it in play uh that drastically ups his rbi chances and of course he's got bryce harper hitting behind him so i like murphy a lot at 3600 and I'm going to save a little money at second base. I'm going to mention this guy's name only once for obvious reasons. I'll reveal that in a sec. <laughs> Rubnet Odor of the Texas Rangers at 2900 bucks. Look, John, as a Jays supporter, I have to hold my nose when bringing out this name of the Royals' second sacker. But with big money on the line tonight, he's another potential bargain pick that I see with this price tag. He gets lefty Danny Duffy, a notorious fly ball pitcher, and that could add up to some trouble against Odor, who is poised to smash his previous high-water marks in terms of all his power numbers. I don't fear the lefty-on-lefty -lefty matchup, and, and uh, because of Odor's splits, uh, the show... This shows that his net power numbers don't suffer in that regard, and the fact that his batting average and OBP are a bit higher against lefties, too. So not scared at all about the lefty-on-lefty -lefty matchup, John, and I'm not going to mention this guy's name again. Your third-base pick. I think you bring up a good point. Before I get into my third-base pick, I think you bring up a good point. I think people can be too scared uh, on the surface level when they're looking at a lefty-lefty matchup. They don't really dig in and take a look and see that, you know, actually there are some guys that aren't necessarily reverse splits, but like can actually hold their own uh, when they're a left-handed batter going against a left-handed pitcher. So I think that it's good that you uh, brought that up. But moving on to my third base pick, I'm going to go with, uh, go a little bit off the grid here. I'm going to go with Ryan Schimpf, actually, uh, of the Padres. And he's going against Washington. So, you know, this is one of those rare instances where I will pick a guy going against my pitcher. Uh, this is probably the riskiest play I'm throwing out here tonight uh, because he is a 2200 player. But I'll, you know, I'm going to take it because according to uh, Dennis Lynn, who writes for them for the Union Tribune, first Padre ever with 14 extra base hits in his first 28 games 
at the major league level. So he doesn't hit for average. He only hits 235 against righties. Uh, but when he gets a hold of one, he makes it count. I mean, he's got a 968 OPS against right-handers. He's got six home runs and 68 at-bats against righties as well. So that kind of upside at, at a near-minimum salary is really almost too much for me to pass up. I mean, he's He's just been racking up the extra base hits, uh, and that's really what you want, especially if you can get that at, at a price where you're, you're basically able to afford several hundred dollars more on, at a given position because you're picking Schimpf. I really like that here tonight at, thir- at 2200 Well, and I'm going to stay below the 3000 mark with my pick, but I'm going with a veteran instead, uh, John. I'm going to go with Jay- Chase Headley of the Yankees at 2700 bucks. I managed to add this uh, another cheap batter into the lineup for whom I can build a strong case with this evening's matchup. He's enjoying a power surge with four homers and nine RBIs in his last 12 games. Again, that's a surprise when I look at this price tag. He must be looking forward to this matchup against a familiar foe in the Giants' lefty. You mentioned Madison Bumgarner, how dominant he can be, but that doesn't translate to uh, this matchup against Headley or the Yankees. In fact, when I note that uh, Headley, for his part, has collected 10 hits and 33 at-bats with an OPS of 995 in this head-to-head matchup of uh, two guys that did a lot of battling in the, when they were both in the National League. And those numbers are a mirror of, mirror of uh, Bumgarner's lack of success in his three prior starts against this veteran Yankee lineup. And again, it plays to what you said. They are lefty-loaded. And they're not scared of, of uh, facing one of the best in the game. They've had success against him before. I think Headley and, and his mates do uh, have good luck tonight in this matchup, even though Headley does bat with that advantage uh, that I've pointed out. Uh, your shortstop pick, John. I'm going to go with Minnesota's Eduardo Nunez in Boston. Uh, he's at 3500 so... Uh, I wouldn't call him a bargain by any stretch, but, uh, you know, it's it's an affordable price when you, when you consider uh, what Nunez is, is bringing to the table. He's he's going against a guy in Rodriguez. He's a left-hander, young guy. He's been optioned before this season. He's kind of on a short leash. He did look really good in his first start out of the break. He held the Yankees uh, one run over seven innings pitch. But you know what? I mean, the, the Yankees lineup is left-handed heavy. They can, they can run into some trouble when they face Southpaws or, or Girardi will panic and, and put in some righties that just aren't uh, all that good, frankly. So uh, tonight, the, the Twins have that kind of right-handed heavy structure to their weapon. Nunez is one of those guys. Uh, Rodriguez allows a 271 average to right-handers. He's up nine home runs to them this season and not too many innings pitched. And conversely, Nunez hits 325 off lefties. And he's been a, a, a shortstop that's been, I've seen him priced closer to 4000 before. So to get him in the mid-3000s, I think, is, is a nice call. And I think that game is just going to have a ton of runs. So to get a piece of that, I think, is very important. And I think Nunez is a guy that I'll target to do so with. And I, I guess if you didn't see my pick, you would have picked the same guy that I'm going to bring out, and that's Xander Bogarts yep. across the diamond for the Boston Red Sox at 3700 bucks, just a tad more than Nunez. Bogarts will be a popular pick in tonight's FanDuel plays because he's been the most productive shortstop with a 12.7 point per game in FanDuel all season long. These stats and that consistency make his case for inclusion tonight an easy one for me. He's a central figure in the most potent offense in the majors, and tonight he faces Kyle Gibson, who's pitched to a, an ugly 5-12 ERA and a whip of 152 this season. All these numbers converge at my conclusion that Bogarts and his Red Sox mates could be in for a big night. Uh, John, this is one opportunity where if play, people want to go big or go home, you stack the Red Sox in this matchup, and Bogarts has to be a part of that stat, stack for anybody that's playing that way this evening. 
We go to our outfield picks, and I ask you for your three choices, my friend. All right, I got I got a, a slew of kind of mid-tier price price guys here. I'm go, I'm the guys that I think can definitely be, and we have seen priced a lot higher. So I really like uh, the sort of soft cap in the outfield that we're seeing tonight. We got so I'm gonna go with Carlos Gonzalez, 3,500. Going against Atlanta at home, he's got Tehran on the hill, who's obviously Atlanta's toughest pitcher. But then again, I mean, Coors Field can make the toughest pitcher look uh, like a tin can. So, I mean, this, this should be interesting. He's got the lefty-righty uh, advantage going, so you, you definitely like that. Cargo, I believe he smoked a home run last night that was 114 miles an hour off the bat. I don't know if you, if you caught a glimpse of it, but it was... It was just a rocket. I mean, it was so impressive. I mean, and his numbers against righties in general this year, he's batting 340 with a 573 slugging. 13 of his home runs have come against them. I think he's just so comfortable against right-handers. Uh, I know that Tehran is tough, but at the same time, 3,500 for Cargo, a guy that could be 4,400. I'm going with that. And then uh, Sano, he's another guy... In going back with that with that uh, Red Sox Twins game, you definitely want to get at least a piece or two of that. And Sano is a guy that's going to be hitting middle of the order, uh, facing a left-hander, and you know he's dramatically better against left-handers than right-handers. Uh, he's, he's hitting uh, roughly uh, one home run per nine at bats against southpaws this year. And he can put him up in the air, too, you know, so I, I like his chances of three monsters, right-handed bat in Fenway tonight. And then uh, I'm going to go with Tyler Naquin at 3,400, similar deal to Santana, where where uh, where he's going against a pitcher that I think is, is definitely susceptible to home runs. And Naquin's numbers against righties are pretty insane this year, honestly. I mean, he's got a 333 average, a 1.049 OPS, uh, 12 home runs, 25 RBI. Uh, his placement in the order can, can kind of slip and slide around a little bit, so you'll want to make sure uh, that he's in the lineup, but I, I'm fairly certain against a right-hander that he will be, although you will kind of have to swallow the pill that he, he might be batting in the bottom third. But at the same time, 3400 for a guy that's been priced closer to 4000 several times this year with the payroll matchup in Camden Yards. I think that's just too good to pass up. So Naquin at 3400 uh, is my last, my third and final good value play in the outfield. Well, and I'm going to spend a little bit less than I normally do in the outfield as well, John, with my three picks. I'm going to begin with Josh Reddick. I got a good look at him when the Jays were out on the left coast in Oakland. At th he's priced at 3200 bucks. I include him because he has uh, four multi-hit efforts and has collected hits in seven of his last nine starts. He faces Jake Odorizzi of the Rays, who has given up 22 hits in his last three starts, covering only 16 in a third innings. And I've seen his high, uh, fly ball rate soar in those outings, so uh, that should be good news for Reddick, whose power numbers are a bit down, but his OBP and his batting average are career highs. So I, I think the numbers converge in Reddick's favor in this particular matchup. Matchup, and then I follow that up with Cole Calhoun of the Angels at 3,200 bucks. His profile is similar to Reddick's story, really, when I look at what he's done this season versus his career. He toils in the shadows of some high-profile teammates, as we all know, and I think that has something to do with his relatively low price tonight on tonight's board. He has uh, collected hits in 14 of his last 16 games and has added 16 runs in that stretch as he's earned a role in the heart of this potent lineup. He faces McCullers, who is a noted strikeout guy that we've talked about that a couple of times today, but it's worth noting that he's walked 16 batters in his last 20 and two-third innings over his last four starts, so that's going to be plenty of base runners on base, and I expect Calhoun to be one of them at least one or two times tonight in that matchup. And finally, I rounded out with Matt Kemp of the Padres at 3000 bucks. 
You don't often find a guy with 20 homers in the bank at this stage of the season, and I ride him tonight when I note the fact that he's on a power tear of late with four homers in his last five games and is riding a six-game hitting streak overall. I'm all over the power guy that's, uh, that's got the hot stick, John, and I know you are as well. I have a penchant for that situation, and uh, at this low price, I jump on him, particularly when I note the spike in Tanner Rourke's similarly high fly ball rate in his last four starts. That's something that I highlighted in a couple of the opposing pitchers, and a factor in FanDuel plays. You want to get the big score if you can, so look for where there's a chance for a home run. John, who's your pick of the day? Uh, I'm going to go with Daniel Murphy going against Perdomo. Uh, before I get into why, uh, I'd, I'd like to kind of edify your, your Matt Kemp pick by saying that the Padres, I think, have homered in like 18 or 19 consecutive games, which is the lo longest streak in a couple of years. So I definitely see your point there about the Padres being able to put them out lately. It's sort of an underrated uh, power team right now. But uh, Murphy... I think, you know, the lefty-righty matchup, where he hits in the lineup, uh, who he's got around him, uh, there's just too much to like, in my opinion. I think the, the, the Nationals should be able to push, push across a ton of runs tonight. I think Murphy is going to have a multi-hit effort, going to drive in Trey Turner. Uh, Bryce Harper is going to drive him in with the home run type of deal. So I, I really like Murphy. And at 3,600, you know, you, you've seen him closer to, like, 4,400 before this season, you know, at different points of the season. So... I, I, I like him on, on a bit of a discount here going against a Padres pitcher. And I'm going to counter with Jonathan Lucroy. I'm going to get on my soapbox a little bit here for this guy again. He doesn't get credit for the fact that I think he's really closed the gap between himself and Buster Posey uh, and distanced himself from the rest of the catcher field in terms of talent in the majors to the point where he's a pretty close number two, in my opinion, to the Giants leader. I think he's a bargain at today's price, and any team that can pry him out of Milwaukee is getting a star and, and a cornerstone to their team. So I'll be shocked and amazed if, if somebody can pry him out of that organization. But he's linked to a lot of trade rumors today, and, uh, and that's going to be a feature in the next week or so that I'm going to be pay paying close attention to. But I know you and I are both going to be looking at the FanDuel board tonight to see how our teams rate. And I wish all of our uh, competitors good luck and, and participants in the big championship good luck tonight. We've been uh, fortunate to have FanDuel uh, supporting us all year long, and tonight it's a real chance to to blow the horn in their favor. So there you have it for John McKechnie. I'm Paul Bruno, and we wish you good luck with your FanDuel picks tonight. Come back to listen to our podcast on a daily basis to get an edge on the competition. So long, everybody. in the air at Littleton Coin Company and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.